G'day, all our uh, listeners out here. This is uh, Settle Chat off-season pod number eight. Um, coming to you loud and clear. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Um, I'm your host today, uh, Eugene Smith, aka Huge Huge. <laughs> At gmail.com. <laughs> Huge. Hotmail, actually. Um, oh, yeah. And with me is, uh, again, uh, this, the usual folk. Um, to my left, uh, Ezra Upelli. Is how's it all going, mate? Greetings. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Huge. Yeah, good to be here again. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, we were here. Well, we were here last night as well, so it was great to see a lot of the club folk down here. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, as always, another another pod. So um, yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Nice, nice. Yeah, we'll get into that a bit later around uh, what we we're here for last night. But um, and to finish off the triumvirate, triumvirate. Yeah, can we use that? Is that in right? Triumvirate. Yeah. Oh, well, we can now. Yeah. Okay. I don't um, that word before. Yeah. Triumvirate. Go for it. Uh, Fridge Marcina. How's it going, Fridgey? How's yeah, your day good, How's mate. Your uh, I'm just going to cut you off there and uh, get into this uh, lemon cake business uh-huh, uh, straight away. Uh, for you folks out there, you know, we, we partake in a, in a bit of food. And uh, today, uh, I'd say probably Stacey's made a, a lemon cake. Oh, nah. no, got to give me credit. <laughs> nah, you just has brought in a, a little lemon, what is it? Drizzle cake? Lemon drizzle cake, yes. Yeah. And it is good. Very impressed. Mm. Sweet, very lemony. Yeah, yeah. Everything you want out of a lemon cake. Second go at it. Um, last time, I think you might have recorded, I tried making it. I didn't give myself enough time. Yeah. Uh, by the time the saddle chat was on, I had to leave it in the oven and the, the kids part, partook in that one. But yeah. uh, this time I got in nice and early. From experience, lemon cake, you need a bit of time and care. Mm. Yeah. You, you know, chocolate cakes, banana cakes, a lot of those are fairly generic. Really just depends on, you know, which flavor you want to go with yeah lemon cake and especially lemon drizzle there's a there's a few steps that you need to sort mm. of adhere to and yeah. make sure that you yeah and yeah. you've you've done a fantastic job mate yeah i'm Thank not going to say we doubted you but no. uh, we've we've been looking well i did to it. on the way up really? when he said that he baked it oh, i thought we're gonna have a new door stop for the <laughs> for the door do you drizzle from a height uh just just normal height just pour it <laughs> <laughs> nah lovely cake if you ever get the the choice to or uh, the chance to eat Yuja's cake, um, yeah, wrap your lips around it. Mm. So good. Mm. Uh, but in terms of me, Yuji, I've been good. Missed the boys. Mm. Been a couple of weeks, to be honest. Ezra's been. Uh, been away, working hard up the line. Uh, kept us uh, updated with his uh, his things. I'm sure he'll give you an update on on that soon enough. But um, yeah, Fridge yeah. was at his pesty best. Yeah. Pesty best pesting me through the week. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like I never left. <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, funny, come down to AGM last night and um oh to be honest, very usually it's boring, eh? Uh we'll get into the AGM stuff mm. soon as well. But uh, it was good to see uh the boys that we usually frequent with mm. that we buddy around with. Um and we had a good old catch up. Stayed for what, a good hour or yeah. hour and a bit after AGM catching up. Hugging and shaking hands. Yeah, but being well, mate. Looking forward to yeah. Christmas. Um, can't wait till Christmas, though. I absolutely, I know we've said it before, but I love this time of year, man. Mm. It's just uh, so good, eh? The music, like, it's like everything changes. Like, like as soon as December 1st hits, like, people just switch gears. I know you're still busy at work and stuff, but, but in the back, like, in your mind, you you start getting into Christmas, mate. Yeah. And then I think that's when people are kind of real positive and stuff. I love that. Nice, nice. Awesome. Cheers, sweet Pritchie. So, yeah, a bit of um, what's, what's the comfier. Um, yeah, we're going to have a chat about the AGM and some of the uh, 
sort of changes in roles and reconfirmations and what happened there. Um, chat about some of the weekend's results uh, that we had, and we we're um, fortunate enough to have Ez here that had a sort of first-hand view of uh, everything and went down at the, the big game up in Hamilton there. Um, I've got a bit of a quiz for the lads to do. Um, Fridgey's not backing himself to beat Ez. Ez is a bit of a, uh, you know... Quizmaster. One of these days, eh? one of these days is yeah. going to be something that I'm good at. Um, and that's based sure. on uh, all, all. It's got Tony links to all the questions, so um, we'll keep it. Fridges content with the club. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm coming off a, a loss, loss, and a draw. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Moving up. Moving up. A uh, few talking points. So uh, with Christmas coming up, a few uh, Christmas uh, type questions. I'm going to ask the panel, and we'll discuss, um, and then a bit of a uh, few things about what's coming up. So. Uh, We'll crack into it first on the agenda. Um, the AGM last night, um, as you said, Frigia, but but uh, straightforward AGM, I thought, but a good one. Um, so good appointments made and and things like that. So uh, yeah, what was your take on it? Yeah, it was good, eh? Um, firstly, it was, it was good to see uh, Mari and uh, Liz down here again. Mm. Liz is an absolute trooper at the moment. Yeah. Um, we'll be a bit slower than he used to be, but it, you know, he's still still got down here. Just smiling through the whole thing, mate. And I was struggling to stay awake, so <laughs> that was good. Uh, a few new appointments, eh? Yeah. So should we announce those? So yeah, sure. majority of them are carryovers, um, but we had um, some great appointments. So speaking of Mari, so Mari Everson has been uh, named the new patron, club patron, which is great. Um, I probably couldn't think of anyone more suited to that role. She's here, done years and years of service. Um, great representation about what Patoni Rugby Club is all about. So um, a great appointment for Mari, which is great. Is that a two-year term? No, uh, not too sure. Oh. Not too sure. Most of this year, most of the yeah. appointments are two-year terms. Yeah, well, I think, um, I think so. Robbie was three years. He, oh, he is three years, yeah. so. uh, I, I like when, um, no offence to any of others, uh, either pay patrons mm. um, or previous people that have held roles like I like it when it's someone that players know, you know, because sometimes there's a gap um, between the older crowd and the, and the current mm. group. But I think most enough players know kind of Murray and oh, yeah. so it's real cool, yeah. If you don't know, get to know. It's a great lady. Agreed. Um, the other big appointment was, um, as you said, so Robbie finishes three three-year term as club president. Um, and Gary Lewis has stepped into that role, which is a great appointment. Got yes. up and uh, yeah, gave us pepeha. Um, spoken to their Maori in his uh, opening and closing, and um, yeah, just his presence. And again, someone that a lot of the players will know as well. They can relate to. They knew Robbie and everything as well. But with Gary, um, he's obviously around a lot. Um, does a lot for the club, and I uh, yeah, again, um, along with Mario, I couldn't think of anyone really better for that president role. So pretty pretty stoked that um, Gary's in there. Yeah, yeah, and and thanks to Robbie for a great three years. Um, yeah, Robbie was obviously uh, made he was just a part of the furniture around the club. He was everywhere. It was really good um, to see him immerse himself in everything um, for the club. But great to see Gaz um, stand up. One of those guys that um, you know he holds that role as president, but mate, he'd be around um, you know a lot more often than we we see him. He'd be rolling his sleeves up and getting stuck in here and there and stuff. So exciting for him and him and uh, him and Tui. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, look forward to yeah to the next uh, couple of years with Gaz here, and and I'm sure the the players will yeah will love um, to have that kind of um, uh, person around, um, especially on game days when he can um, yeah I guess um, you know be, be looking after hosting uh, 
um, the visitors. And um, yeah, like you say, great that um, obviously the, the diversity um, that we've obviously, um, you know, have here with Mari obviously coming on as patron and, and Gary um, was a great way that, uh, for him to, I guess, accept his, um, his new role yesterday, last night, speaking in Tadeo, which is great. So yeah, club is, um, yeah, moving in a, continue to move in a, in a great direction, which is awesome. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, you know the thing that I like about Gaz, uh, like correct me if I'm wrong, like, he's pretty quiet, eh? Yeah. He's generally quiet. It's like he, he only talks when he actually has something something worth saying, you know? Uh, I've noticed that like over the times that I've talked talk to him. I like that about him, eh? Good dude. <clears throat> Very good. Um, yeah, apart from that, I think everything sort of rolled over uh, from that. Fridgy, you're still in the management committee, so well done. You survived. Yeah, had a good think about it. Well, I messaged you guys yesterday because yeah. um, I was thinking, man, I'll just be good uh, not being on it. Um, but then yeah, you guys just confirmed that, oh, yeah, mm. might as well do a two-year service and then reevaluate from there. So happy to, to serve the club. Yeah, nice. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it's a good, good spread of who's in that management committee. Um, as we talked about, before good diversity, um, we got youthful voices and yourself and Hack on there and um, some more of the more experienced uh, voices on there. I won't say old, but more experienced voices on the management committee. So it's a good spread. Um, so I think it's good. And after the year we've had um, and positives we've had, and now I've spoken about last night with Andy and things like that, how well we've been going this year. I think it's uh, yeah comforting that we're going to have a bit of um, familiarity with that management committee and no chopping and changing, which is good. Yeah, there's a good spreader. Mm, good spread. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, nah, I think just, I guess, from being involved, like, everyone works well. To, uh, we all work well together. Um, I don't know if there's been any dramas in the past, but it's been pretty low-key. Yeah. Cool. And and the other big thing or big announcement of the night was uh, obviously the old man and Wayne Popsmith, chairman, was uh, made a life member. Um so congrats. I know he was he was pretty chuffed about it. Um, pretty stoked. He, uh, you know, he 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 mentioned in his speech, but he doesn't do these things to sort of try and get these accolades. But mm. it's also nice to get them because being in that chairman role, um, your decisions more often than not, or most of the time, there is someone that doesn't like them or disagrees with them, and so it's not the most appealing job to have. But he's more than happy to do it and do a service here as well. So. Um, obviously a bit biased with him being the old man, but um, when Gus sort of read out his, what he's done with the club and his history with the club and things like that, then it sort of punches home that it is quite deserving. So, yeah, that's pretty cool to be able to do that and uh, make him life member and then have, have the old lady there as well be able to pin the life member badge on him and things like that. So it was good. So well done. Congrats. Yeah, congrats, Wayne. Uh, really proud of him. Um, it's cool to see him uh, surprised at that kind of thing, but... Uh, since I've been coming to AGMs, whenever they hand them out, like the people that receive them, they're just so proud. Of. Um, it's just like a plague in the blazer. So, yeah, it was cool to see. Mm. Yeah, congrats, Wayne. Um, couldn't think of anyone more deserving, really. So that was, um, yeah, that was awesome to be be there last night and witness that. Um, great for Wayne and and the family uh, in particular. So, um, yeah, I, I, it, but yeah, I mean. It's, it's it's a fantastic accolade and a great um, acknowledgement for him, but it's not going to change the way that he just continues no. to serve this club, which is which is awesome and which is the, the main thing. He'll be the you know the first guy down here for you know for, for everything club related, working B and um, anything seniors, juniors, and um, hosting. And I mean mm. that gee that that sheet 
that rap sheet, I think you call it fridge normally, um, that was real last night, gee, what hasn't he done? Mm. And anything he hasn't done isn't worth doing probably anyway. So, um, yeah, great, great acknowledgement of Wano. And then while we're on um, acknowledgements, great to see uh, the likes of Rochelle, mm. um, uh, Annie and, uh, and Jen, obviously uh, retained their yeah. respective roles um, as part of our, our club. So, yeah, gosh, um, we're blessed to have the people that we do, um, you know, in, in, in these roles. And, um, yeah, like I alluded to earlier, the club will just continue to move forward. So, yeah, anyone out there listening that's not part of the club um, and you're looking for, yeah, uh, a rugby club, uh, you've just moved into the era, area, um, then, um, yeah, get on down. We'll mm-hmm. welcome you with open arms and, um, yeah, come along and, yeah, jump on the jump on the train. Yeah. Come down for a feed on a Saturday night, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone gets fed. But, uh, yeah, bro, happy as uh, Rochelle stayed on. Bro, it's so much time for her. Eh? Yeah. She's an absolute trooper, bro. Um, but yeah, Wayne, Wayne also mentioned, uh, I, I didn't realize all three uh, of you guys played for Pisani. Yeah, so Kelly, not as much. He was actually a junior here, so he was actually the Who? only, my brother, Kelly. Oh, sorry, I thought it was you, Corey, and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably laugh loud then, sorry, H and Joey, you uh, critique our noise, um, our volume, but um, yeah, good one. Yeah, that's where my joke was going. But yeah, yeah Kelly, uh, sorry, I don't think I've, I've met that brother. Oh, he's been around. He, so he's lived in Aussie for, jeez, I think 20 years nearly. Um, but he was actually the only one out of all the brothers that played junior rugby here. Oh. Um, I think he's similar age to you, potentially. I think he played a couple of years above me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 50, yeah. 56? <laughs> so, um, but he yeah, played, but, <laughs> but he, he left uh, to go over to um, Aussie, well, not, not long after he left school. So he went there, but he actually came back and played a couple of Prezies games. Um, when he was back on holiday and things like that, so managed to put put the saddle on in, and then obviously Corey played a few games over fifty fifty odd games um, for the friends as well. So, man, yeah, a lot of history there now, which is good. Um, so yeah, I love those old jokes. Uh, I think I've been giving it to you in the pods, our last few pods. Just anything, anytime something old's mentioned. Look, <laughs> oh, that's the year that huge matters debut. So we're now introducing the. Um, Club, new club president, and they're like, Oh, he played back in 1970. And I turned around and looked at you, and she was like, Oh, are you president, bro? <laughs> Those good old jokes, huh? yeah, love them. <laughs> cool, awesome. But now, AGM done for the year. Um, talk about next, discuss the weekend results. Um, Māori All Blacks 28, bet the Moana Pacifica 21. Um, even before we get on to the result, just how good was that game and that spectacle? Um, for me, um, and we'll talk to you soon around his sort of recap around the week and being a part of it, but for me, like, that Moana Pacifica team just has to continue. Um, it would be a shame if that's sort of just one-off. I don't know, I mean, there might be plans in the pipeline for that team to continue into next year or whatever, whether it's one-off games or they're in a super rugby environment or whatever, but um, I think just the whole concept of that was outstanding. I mean, it was, personally, I thought the game started slow. It was a bit, bit messy, but the rest of the game was outstanding. Um, some good tries, good competitiveness, and then just the huckers at the start of the start of the game was outstanding. So um, before we go to Is Fridgey, you got any sort of thoughts on that? Yeah, I loved it. Eh? Uh, I didn't watch um, watch it live. I think it was more like highlights, um, and I watched a bit of it live actually. Sorry, um, I reckon we should get a third team um, to tour here um, around that that point, maybe, and do a bit of a three way tourney. Um, bit of a three-way uh, tournament. Yeah, or see if we can come up with a third team from somewhere. 
maybe the Australian Indigenous rugby side. That'd be cool. That works actually. Just with the theme of the mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the rugby. Um, but now I enjoyed it. So cool. It's cool to see um, those cultures kind of mould together. And I know the I think the the war dance that they done was a mixture yeah. of of uh, Fiji and Tongan and, and Samoan. Uh, that was cool too. There's a lot of energy behind it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, is I know you um, sort of were with the Māori All Blacks camp, but um, had a lot of feeling yeah, with the um, one Pacifica team as well. Obviously, I've been Samoan heritage, but um, how about the week for you? How was that? And sort of any sort of insights you can give us on how the week was and being in the camp and things like that? Yeah, thanks, huge. Um, it was a, it was just a great week. I mean, gosh, I mean, you know, even a couple of days now, I've been home for a little over sort of forty eight hours and still kind of buzzing. Hey, it's it's. I, I think I'm. Yeah, it's it's. It, I, I just feel very very grateful to I guess be sort of in that sort of in a sanctum, I guess. Um, with with the with the boys. Um, yeah, like 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 you mentioned, I I I joined the I was up in the mount for a couple of days and then joined the boys on Tuesday. Um, and it was just, yeah, just great to kind of pick up where we left off last July. It had been sort of 15, 16 months since we were last in the assembly for that Fiji uh, series last year. So, yeah, um, eight, de- eight debutants, so there were eight new players in there. So awesome to kind of <clears throat> get to know a couple of those guys I had met before, like Manaki, Selby Rickett, uh, Josh Honick, mm. um, another tall prop. Uh, mm. There were a couple in, in camp, so, yeah, obviously... Uh, yeah, that you know, as you know, that kind of tickles my fancy. Mm. Uh, good to catch up with some mates here as well. Had a bit to do with him in twenties, and he's a hulk, he's a hulk of a man. Um, so great to great to meet some of the new boys, and then and then I guess re reconnect with some of the guys I'd sort of met through other campaigns. But and then the guys who yeah who who returned from the last couple of years, the likes of Liam, who's been around for a number of years. Um, my guy, yeah, Bridget's guy, um, Ash Dixon, obviously who's here again, seen a number of campaigns. So. Yeah, a real, real good mix, and like you spoke earlier about the Pacifica team. Um, yeah, we was yeah was was lucky to have a catch up with some of those boys, and we visited Tūrangawawa uh, and Marae on on the Wednesday. Had a couple of hours there. Both sides came together, had a bit of a mix and mingle. It was great to um, see both teams come together and the cultures and that. And interestingly, that obviously we visited the Māori King there at uh, Ngāru Wahia. Not many people actually get the opportunity or the I guess uh, yeah, the the pleasure of of, um, of I guess visiting and going on to that, but I but it was interesting that um, while the Maori team were there, um, that it was the likes of uh, Lauli Michael Jones and Fatalunga mm. Tandumanga who were the stars of the show. Um, so yeah, any, any opportunity for for the folk that were there to say hi or get a photo or get a signature, um, they just ramped it up, and the Pacifica boys were great ambassadors for for their team as well. So. Great week all in all. We spoke about the game. Um, yeah, great contest. And the, the Māori boys, we actually came to camp. The players came to camp on Saturday, so they had a whole week. Um, you know, and I say a whole week, but still limited prep. The bus, the bus figure boys arrived on Monday. Um, so they literally, you know, like five five days to prep for a, mm. a game. Um, you know, we know that we knew the boys were going to you know, throw the ball around. That's just how the Māori and bus figure boys play. But... Great to see that the boys, when they needed to kind of go into those dark places, they did that. Eh? Mm. I guess we saw from the first first play of the game that you know Joshua step up and kick three. Um, you know we wondered 
man, you know, right in the middle of the field, 30 out, you kick the line and, you know, and, you know, and, and, and throw it around. But yeah, and then, like we said earlier, when the Maoris needed to knuckle down, they did that as well. Saw Ash go to work at the back of a, you know, a line out drive. So yeah, just um, great, yeah, a great spectacle festival. Um, just be interesting to see what, what happens from here uh, going forward. Um, I'll, um, oh yeah, I, I actually put a team together. Uh, a minor, minor bus speaker team together from the ABs. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, this this is yeah, this is going to blow your mind. Yeah. yeah. This is going to blow your mind. I mean, it was a it was a pretty. And I was only because I spoke to a couple of the Maori boys and we talked about the bus speaker lineup and they were just like, "Man, that bus speaker team stacked." And I, I agreed with them. I said, "Well, they are." And mm. you know, you think of the guy like so T.J. Fayane, Solomon Ale Malo, Alex Fido, um, whole heap of them that weren't available even you know out of that. And then I thought, man, I looked at that All Black team. Obviously, those guys were in, they were currently in isolation in Auckland. But, mate, I'll just read out a team. If if they were going to field the strongest possible bus picker team, um, it would look like this. Uh, Hodgman, Omoa, Laulala front row. Zupolotu and Va'a'i second row. Elise Ford trio, trio Dalton Pali'i, Hardy Saver, Hoskins, Satutu. Falau Pakatava will probably be the only one that will retain his place at line. And then the back line of Richie Monga. Caleb Clark on the wing with Reese, Seba Reese, Anton and Brown, Rico Yane, Peter Munga Jensen, and then reserves Tunu Guafe, Bauer, Tunga Fasi, Frizzell, Yane, Kirifi, Laumape. It's um well, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy that on the weekend we were able to have the spectacle that we did. Um and you forget about the guys that are probably, you know, the top echelon of a potential Pacifica team. Um mate, there's, there's every argument there that we've got a we've got to cater for for the Pacifica mm. crew. And, and in a way, the Pacifica team was um, initially mooted to play the ABs back in September. That fell through. Um, but but for the Pacifica team to then come together and play the Maldives on the weekend, it was probably more pro- appropriate that that, that happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, going forward, man, there's there's so many positives come out of it. You know, you've got the likes of Rodney Clark, Michael Jones, Zana, um, Kevin Senior, ex-players that are doing everything they can to... Um, so hopefully I get get that best wicket team into the Super Rugby in 22, I think it is. So, yeah, I mean, if we can the contract side of things, we can get that sorted um, and a and a and a decent home base. Um, it's it's scary because I think the five current Super Clubs we call we call them Super Clubs, but those franchises, um, I think that's the that's the thing that scares them the most is, you know, when they when they kind of look at the matrix of players that they want. And some of these specific players might just say, "No, I want to play for the Pacifica team." Mm. That's that's I guess the the conundrum that's kind of everyone sort of faced with at the moment. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, lots of lots to consider. I mean, yeah. as I said, it'd be, be great if that concept continues on. Um, how about some players that you thought performed well in that game? Um, you mentioned before about Falafakatava. I thought he was outstanding for for that team. Um, is, when does he become? Is he eligible for All Blacks at the moment? Or so I know uh, he, he couldn't yeah. represent twenties in that day because yeah, he was from yeah. Tonga, but uh, not not yet. I think he's probably still a year away, maybe. Yeah, but a year. He was outstanding. On all oh, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah. He is. He's the goods. Islanders yeah. are so lucky to have him and and Nagi there. I think um, kind of what. You could almost just put on Aaron Smith alone, just what he's done to that halfback role and, and the um, what he's done to the requirements of that role now. Uh, I reckon is just mad, eh? Like everyone's gonna 
up their game. Got to be way quicker, way better pass. They have vision. You got different lines to run, and he's the one that put it all on the park perfectly. Um, I know TJ was around, but even done it before. Connor TJ was doing it, and I think TJ followed suit. Mm. Yeah. In terms of players, like you, like a lot of Quinter Pyle was mm. was um, quality on the weekend. He's normally a thirteen, um, but him and Billy got sort of swell. He he ended up playing twelve. Billy at thirteen, but um, Quinn was he was he was the mm. goods on Saturday. We spoke. Of, I just alluded to Manaki earlier. Um, a light lock, yeah, big boy, tall, light man. He can aerial. They can throw him up in the air and yeah, he stole a few lineouts. He did. Yeah, he was he was fantastic with them, and and I think him and uh, Walker Lee Woody in the, in, the, in the second row complimented each other really well. Monaki was doing his thing eerily, and you say it was just being that typical power lock. And yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, there were, there were a couple of guys that stood out, and obviously the, the props is obviously an area I, I enjoy sort of looking at. And, you know, I thought Honick and Paulie Rackley Stones were, did a really good job. And then obviously um, we had the replacements come on uh, later on, and Ross Wright and Samaiti. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and a couple of big props. Bama, Bama got caught in the day before because uh, we lost uh, Marcel Renata. Uh, so Ben May came in and he was he was running water, but he was really, uh, yeah, I guess just sort of um, able to run on and and give some good you know tips and advice to the, yeah. the young props that were both started, but also they came off the off the bench. Yeah, um, I thought Isaiah Walker Lewiri probably had his big game more year as well. I thought yeah. he was he was busy. Um, the other one I thought impressed was. Um, Sean Stevenson looked dangerous on the wing up against his first cousin, isn't it? Yeah, Shawnee and uh, and Salesi, their mothers are sisters. Yeah. So their mothers are two lovely ladies. So that's the Samoan connection for both. Mm. Um, and another sister, Erica, um, I think married to Adam. Um, their boy, obviously, Yeti, who's mm. out of Scots, is another one coming through. So who knows, in a couple of years' time, the three of them might take the field in a yeah. similar match. Yeah. Good genes, huh? Yeah. Uh, I was disappointed with the crowd. Mm. I think next time they got to play this in Auckland. Yeah, that, that was the one thing that once this game had been locked in, we found out obviously about about a month ago. Mm. It obviously went public three weeks ago. Um, but even in that last few weeks, that was always going to be the the sticky point. Um, the fact that it was in Hamilton. Uh, I, I, you know, I, and don't don't quote me on this, but I'm, I'm, I think the Māori board had kind of pushed for this being Tainui that it was. In Hamilton, but the game definitely needed to be in South Auckland, mm. in Auckland, definitely in Auckland, or, or even in Mount Smart, um, because you, you, you've got to take the game to the community. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Tong and Samoa played a, a rugby league World Cup match a few years ago, and the Tongan fans, women, just yeah. just came down in droves and 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 filled up FMG Stadium. But um, we were different this time around. But um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, for me, if it was further up the line, I think we would have got a better crowd. But I think it was just shy of of eight thousand, which is a, a wee, wee bit of a shame. But but yeah, but the crowd that we were there obviously enjoyed the yeah. Like a lot of people watch it on TV, watched it on TV, but I just think you'd get a way better crowd in Auckland. Um, what about a three way? Loving these three ways, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, ABs in these two teams. Like, yeah, like if the if the was it not the boundaries the borders were closed, it's a pretty good tournament right there. Mm. Yeah. ABs well, would probably smash. Depends yeah. on who do they release the leftovers to the 
other two teams? Nah, because ABs always get you get your squad. That's your squad. Right. Yeah, a restricted squad. So like, uh, so you don't take like ABs don't take like forty players. Here's a here's a, here's something for you guys. The ABs pick outside of Pacific and Maori players. They wouldn't ever show. Oh, is that a little bit racist? It, it is. It is a tad <laughs> racist, but yeah. But I think I think I think if you, I think if you if you if you talk about something including the the, the All Blacks, um, you know, do you give the players a choice? Do you say, Artie, okay, who do you side with? And if he chose, if he chooses to go to the minor Pacifica, um, the ABs won't be at full strength. Yeah, you got to, you got. Oh. Yeah, that, that's, there's a lot of. Um, Toying and throwing around around that subject. After the uh, game on Saturday, uh, a lot of the talk, obviously post game, was um, that this potentially should be a, a three match series. Mm. Yeah, you know we talked about it in all sales. Obviously, how successful that one off game was, made that a three match series. You know this could potentially be a three match series. You take it to, especially this year. The, yeah, mm. like people are loving the rugby at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Um, just quickly, sorry. In terms of that three-way, um, oh no, sorry. In terms of that uh, Pacific team, if if it's an, an international fixture, fixture, then I think yeah, these guys definitely play for All Blacks. The All Blacks play for All Blacks. But if it becomes a Super Rugby um, team, and like guys are getting like same money, yeah, surely these guys would go play for that team over. Say their home province or home franchise. It would be interesting to see once this Pacifica team, team is gets it over the line. And for example, if they come into that twenty two tournament, how far and wide can you reach out to the, these specific players? Can you, you know, can you reach over to the Australian? You know, can they come from Europe and Japan and mm. wherever? That'll, that'll be the interesting thing. Mm. Now, these guys are sort of contracted, you know, everywhere. It's, it's going to be that, that'll be the That'll be the tough thing to... Yeah, yeah. good point. There's heaps of... Um, I don't know what to call it, but there's heaps of things to think about eh? when you think about those kind of teams. It's not like, man, just get a team in there. Like, yeah. There's heaps to consider there. Absolutely. Cool. Um, just on a personal note as well, um, your boy Messam, I've put a cheeky cheeky wager on him to get first try scorer and um, he managed to get down but then they got denied I was, I was gutted oh really yeah did you not see that so he actually scored the first try and then went upstairs and he got done for double movement I think it was oh it was blazing oh mate I was I was fist pumping everything I was in the money yeah but it was, it was a blazing double movement oh yeah I know <laughs> still anyway some anyway. would say silly uh, from <laughs> a senior player yeah. um, just on, on your week being in camp is um <laughs> With it being like I've been a part of multi teams in the past, like Wellington Multi and stuff like that. And while the rugby's serious, um, when you're sort of off the field and off the training paddock, it's it's pretty jovial and pretty humorous and you don't take each other too serious. But a banter is mm. same thing when it gets to sort of the international oh, level right. of multi rugby, is yeah. it just more as soon as you're off that field it's back to being just mucking around and a bit yeah. of jokes, a bit of banter, stuff it, like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean I guess I um haven't had the opportunity to um, to be in, you know, obviously the Wellington Māori setup, but, mm. but I would imagine it'd be, it'd be exactly the same. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a, I guess I, you know, I caught up with Fridge on on um, the Friday. I think we caught up. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, the, the the beauty about this team is uh, that 
they come in they come into camp and and you know obviously it is limited we talk about the limited prep they have but they, they don't really they don't come in and, and get that they don't need any coaching and you know they don't need uh, any in terms of rugby content and that it, it doesn't need to be um, you know uh, too much of it they don't yeah. need to be kind of drummed and it's really an opportunity to come in they know what they need to do um, it's, 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 I guess as, uh, as long as they, they know the shape and structure um, they know what needs to be done and, and training is a, a fairly straightforward it's, it's really all that off field stuff that we talk about the the one another, you know, they mm. they come and they, you know, they, they enjoy each other's company and they just, the boys, they, they just be boys. And the beauty as well is you get a guy like a Caleb Trask and I spoke to Fridge about, um, you know, sitting at dinner, we had a team dinner and um, and Liam Messam asked Caleb, um, bro, have you put down a hungy? And Caleb said, nah. And so those are the types of things that you think, you know, Liam said, man, if we had an opportunity to put a hungy down this week, it would have been awesome. And he and, he and Ash looked at the schedule and thought it was a pity they couldn't do it. We were able to do one last year. And up in Wanamurai, up in out in Tauranga. Uh this this uh, this um, this campaign we couldn't do the do the same, but that would have been great. So mm. you know, the guys of um, you know the likes of Caleb um, Trust, or a few others that I guess didn't really sort of know too much about their um, genealogy, their yeah. papa. Um, you know, a, a few guys had to spend a bit of time with Alcomato or Luke Crawford to learn their pepeha. Mm. Um, so that yeah, that, that's that's the beautiful thing that you know when when the team assembles is. You, you, there's, there's, it's such a variance with the guys who come in, and um, you know they, they 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 sort of I guess get to learn that side of their culture, yeah. um, that side of their bloodlines that they don't get in the Chiefs and in the Bapleni and and in their club teams and so forth. And at the other end, you've got guys like Malaki who was you know fully immersed in the way that he was raised. Mm-hmm. Speaks to their Oteta speaks to their um, yeah. in the past are the guys who've. How many in the squad actually speak fluent? I'm just trying to think. Uh, Otere, Defti, Manaki. Defti, Manaki, uh, Otere, Shawnee, uh, Wainui. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tetoiroa speaks, you know, fairly decent. I mean, yeah. I'm just talking to the guys that, um, you know, when they get yeah. up and do their pepe, are fairly comfortable. Um, you know, their pepe are sort of um, far and wide. Nihe unavailable or did he just not? Uh, he, was in the, he was in the mix, but yeah, he um, he was probably a wee bit down the pecking order. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest with Nihe, he's... Yeah, that, that might attend. It was great was to see him running around one or two. He probably was mm. never um, at full, yeah, sort of full capacity. So. He, he's, he's got some Tongan blood or something. Yeah, he's, he the scutter, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the scutter side is his yeah. Tongan side. Yep, so he yep. does that, but he, he speaks fluent today as well, doesn't he? Oh, he's, wow, yeah, from what I've heard, yeah. he's, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a few guys here that, um, that sort of um, are probably still learning. Um mm. And 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 you know, and even with a Pacifica team, like even with Patlungo Tana, um, it's something that he's you know, he's sort of mm. realized the last few years, um, that it was something that he probably should have and wanted to get onto earlier but never got around to. It. But yeah. now he's um he's really get into it. It was good to meet a guy, um what was his name escapes me now. Uh Sunny, Natanielu, who was um the cultural advisor for the Pacifica team. It's awesome to tap into him yeah. um during the week when we got the opportunity. He had a bit to do with um, yeah, bringing that sort of that cultural advisory side to the Pacific team, um, you know, and um, particularly with the Samoan players. But the, the Pacific team had a, a an elder Fijian guy and a Tonga guy in there as well to help the respective guys with their um, mm. yeah, with their with their fuck up so to speak. Nice, that's awesome. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I love that eh, to hear that sort of you know, easy enough would have been just to get together and camp and do training and just play the game but to learn that sort of whether or not 
Pacific Island uh, genealogy and learn a bit more about your family and whakapapa, as you said, or the Māori side, I think that's really important. Yeah, I'll just mention Silesi as well, because it was interesting during the week, I, I saw a, um, an interview with Silesi that happened pre the campaign, and then I saw one with him towards the back end of the campaign, and they were completely different. Mm. Like, he was just like, oh, yeah, Tana gave me a call. This is before they got to the camp. Tana gave me a call, and I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't have a jam, you know, and you know, and, and they spoke about the importance of the cultural side of things, and he sort of he sort of said, "Oh, you know, he was he didn't really kind of answer it." Mm. Um, but after the three four days that they had in camp, they interviewed him again at a different media. Yeah, I saw that interview. It was well spoken. He spoke with a bit more kind of passion and about it, and just spoke about how he was just yeah, just so grateful to kind of be in amongst it. Those guys, they they had a harvest, uh, an upper cover ceremony during the during the week. I saw some footage from it, and um. Yeah, the guys um, just, I think it really hit, hit home, just, mm. I guess, appreciating and understanding what they were actually playing for, who they were playing for. Bro, I know you're real proud uh, to be involved with the Māori All Blacks, uh, that camp, and just generally that team. But is there a part of you that was kind of felt like you're, you, not you'd rather be, but that you wanted to be involved with that one of the Pacific um, team <laughs> yeah. as well? Yeah, it was well because I, I think uh, as I spoke to, um, to you guys earlier, I was involved with that team initially mm. because they were due to play the AB. So this is back in August, back into July, uh, the management team was locked in for the Pacifica team, um, and I was just going to service that team on behalf of NZ Rugby. Um, so we'd, we'd actually got the ball rolling. We were talking about dates, and and I basically put a bit of a schedule, thinking, okay, well this is the assembly date, which is like week three of my ten, and I started putting some names onto flights and saying, well. Look, you know, Otago's playing Northland here. I need to, if those players are in the matrix, these guys have to come in on that day. And so there was a bit of prep going into it. Um, but this was before the, the Tri Nation states and the Bledisloes are even being confirmed. Once those dates were confirmed, the Pacifica team was, uh, the game was off the table, parked up, and we didn't think it was going to happen again for the rest of the year, only to find out a month ago the game was back on board. I was still sort of in the Pacifica crew in terms of all their. Uh, WhatsApp and you know and and um, groups and so that kicked off again and Kevin Senior said we're back on boys and I thought hold, hold on they've, they've confirmed the game with the Maoris and that's one of the teams that I service and what am I going to do here so I actually sat down with my direct ma- manager who I report to directly and I said oh um, what happens here do I, do I get a call on who I want to work with or you know because you know the Maori All Blacks is one of my teams and you know in terms of my salary that you know this is this is who New Zealand yeah. rugby has my salary. Like, do I even get a say? You know, as it worked out, they said, um, yeah, obviously, you know, we want you to work with the Māoris um, because that's one of your teams. And also just the fact that it's just so condensed in terms of our time frame, um, it's it's even more important because obviously you know how campaigns work and we need you to yeah, get right into it. So I had to give Kevin Senior a call and say, bro, sorry, um, you know, that we're playing the Māoris and that's one of the teams that I look after. So, um, and he said, mate, that's all good. And I said, but, but you know, if there's anything I can help with, you know, I'm only a phone call away. So, Did you stay in that WhatsApp group? No, I, I removed myself. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want any conflicts of interest. Uh, yes, but, um, but yeah, but, but going forward, I mean, if there's an opportunity to work with them again. But mm. to be honest, uh, I was more than comfortable working with the Māoris. There was no, yeah. during the game, it was hard because I, I was obviously sitting in, you know, with the Māori bench and I was sitting behind the reserves. And if there was a, if like a Stevie Perfetto made a break or if Joshua had kicked a goal, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of, you know, go, yeah, like give her that, and then it's like, oh, shit, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not in the, 
I'm in the opposite camp there. So I was, yeah, but but I think the Māori boys appreciated it as well. They, they knew, you know, like when I went into camp, Shawnee goes to me, oh, you were this? Like, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough with you. Your, your divide, you know, your laws is going to be divided. I said, bro, it's interesting you bring that up. But I think at the end of the day, it was just a, it was just great to just to be involved in some capacity. And in a way, mate, I was with the Māoris and, you know, I was just thinking, you know what, as much as I, you know, part of me is kind of drawn to the Pacifica team. I think in a way I was like, well, you know, I think I'm just proud that I'm a Pacifica, but working with, mm-hmm. you know, one of um, Māori teams who I just have a lot of passion and, and love for. And yeah, that was, uh, was all good. Uh, get on the main bench, man. You're sitting off to the side or all the back. Get I'll on get there. Up. Just get on it. You see other people on the bench. Get on there, get some TVs on. Just doesn't want to kick off, get kicked off like you did this year. Yeah, fair point actually. Depends what you yell out, really. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome insight, is. Cheers for that. Yeah, love that. And um, I, I see um, our good friend Powell um, was in the changing sheds as well pre-game. Did he do the juicy presentation or anything, or was no, he just no, sort no. of? To be honest, he's probably around, in there he, getting a handful of nuts. Yeah, I was, was he looking for jet planes? Also? He was looking. It, it's, it's, <laughs> bro, it, it's funny. We set up the Maori. Uh, uh, change room um, before the, the team arrived um, and uh, I, I, I compared it to obviously our club stuff and I thought Shh, our club boys are spoiled <laughs> I was thinking this is actually you know, I was like, about to ask that because uh-huh. I, I went around and because uh, so Wardy and I worked with obviously what was going to be in the change room and that and yeah we, we had you know they, they had the, the necessities and stuff and I thought see there's no nuts here there's no muesli bars you know and I mean those boys obviously um, you know have um you know, have some 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 decent pre-match uh, nutrition, hydration stuff. Um, but yeah, no, no. Power getting back to Power, he he came in. He was there purely on uh, Sky Sky TV equipment. So he arrived early and popped, popped into the change room to catch up with the boys. But um, so it's good to see him. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously, I think as you would have seen him, Angus Tavao, Honey, Peter May, and um, Bernadine uh, were involved um, sideline. Yeah, and then great to obviously um, later on. Obviously, it got a wee bit cool, and and Powell had a patani hoodie on. I, I mm. sort of caught him at the corner of my eye, so I thought I'd grab some footage of that, send it to the boys, and say, "Oh, yeah. nice, uh, boy knows his roots." Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you really enjoyed those videos and stuff that that you sent through. Um, and then yeah, again, not surprised that uh, Pity was there for a handful of nuts. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um. One question: the the hacker for the Maori King. Were you you tucked in the back there doing the hacker? Yeah, I was, I was at the back. Yeah, we did the kamate. Ah, yeah, okay. I, I was. Yeah, I was at the back. I, yeah, I, it's not really my place to, you know, kind of, you know, sort of move into. It was a wee bit above my pay grade to be <laughs> trying to, you know, trying to get up there in the first couple of rows. I was happy at the back. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, plenty, plenty of energy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was loud. I, I, I gave everything I had, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, any pukana? I swear to no, no. I, I don't rate my pukana at all. Yeah, you gotta work. You gotta work up to that. Eh? Yes, there's, there's levels to the stuff. Pukana is all in the eyes as well. Eh? It's not just mm. a, yeah. not just a tongue. That the eyes have got to, you got to coordinate those two. So yeah, yeah. so gotta utilize all the facial mus- muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for you, you sent us some um, couple of vids of the boys practicing the haka. Um, do you know the, the yep. well, sorry, what's the name of the Maori hacker? Uh, Timatanga. Timatanga, yeah. Great hacker, man. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah. If you, if, if anyone wants to listen, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> okay. Give it, yeah. Yeah. It, it'd be my favorite, favorite hacker, yeah. Yeah. If, so, I, if I had to do a hacker, because I, oh, I don't so know. Oh, so over the Patani one? No, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I, I haven't had time to, 
to polish the Pitani haka. But if there's, if there's a haka I know from start to finish, it's the Timutanga one. So if I had to perform a, a one-man haka anywhere, it would be that one. So is that uh, the expectation in the Māori camp that everyone, everyone. learns it? So even if there's a new physio that turns up on yep. that first week, they are at, 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 at our one-under sessions, when there's a haka practice called, Everyone does it. That's cool. And that, that's and, and like players, even even if you're you're new or you you know or you just think oh I'll, I'll sit this one out, mate. Don't 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 get caught out because mm. a player or today or a Liam will look around and go hey 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 get in you know get in and so so basically the players will start and then we kind of fold around the back and then what they do is they say right first line to the back move forward first line to the back move forward so that's eventually eventually you get to the front. We got to we got to bring that in. Eventually, yeah, oh, eventually you get to the front. Yeah, and you would have for practices. Some of the videos I sent you, what they did was they changed it up this year. The first time I've I've seen it done, and they said right first years up. So they got the first years up to do it, and it was if it's your second campaign, you come and do it, and then if it's your third campaign, and anyone up four and over, um, you come up and do it. And um, that's, know, that's where the real, real manner was. Yeah, the deeper it got in terms of your involvement. I mean, the hackers were awesome. Yeah. But even the newbies, man, they, they gave it heaps yeah. of was, was all good to see. Just on Haka, um, you see William Wairua? Uh, yeah. <laughs> disappointed, eh? Disappointed. It's Rohanko. I, I couldn't take my eyes off the people in the back, though. There's one guy in the back. Like, all, all credit to him. Like, he got up and uh, yeah, yeah, toe tackled yeah, and, yeah, yep. you know, supported William Wairua doing Haka. But, yeah, I just couldn't get my eyes off him, eh? It's, it's very awkward. I um, miss that. Yeah, he performed the hack for probably someone's birthday and yeah, it was just coming to say. Yeah. yeah. And um I don't know what it was, just looked a bit awkward, but yeah. He stayed in it. He stayed in it. <laughs> you gotta stay in it. <laughs> I think we'll um I'll, I'll share the story obviously that I, I messaged you both during the week. Obviously in our, our uh, Maori uh, reserve bench dugout <laughs> and uh, the great ice the great man, Iceman, uh, Michael Jones and Ronnie Clark came in to um, just say hi to a few of the boys before the before the game started. So myself, myself, Renata and Jonah Lowe were there and um as they came through they gave us a handshake and a bit of a hug and said, Oh, you know, awesome awesome week. It's been boys look forward to the game and all the best and then they turned to walk away and and Jonah Lowe uh, whispers to me, Oh, who, who are those guys? <laughs> it's disgusting, eh? <laughs> I was a wee bit surprised. It's a disrespect. I was a wee bit surprised, yeah. Um Jonah went to college in Auckland, went to King's College. I'm sure, surely yeah. should have known those two. They're Michael and Ironi are absolute royalty up there, but oh well. Uh, Ronnie's looking real good at the moment, too. Real good, eh? On the back yeah. of that match, right? Yeah, Cal's yeah. looking good. He showed up last yeah, night. He's looking good. Told shape. him twice last night, yeah. too. Yeah, I gave him a bit of a jab in the, in, in the tummy. And yeah. it, was, it was firm. It was nice and firm. Was it the tummy that yeah. you jabbed? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep it up, lads. Hey, um, <coughs> is that awesome? This sort of turned into a bit of an interview, isn't it? With, uh, yeah, it's good, man. I always love yeah. these stories, eh? Oh, it's just like, like, just great to hear someone that's been in the depth of the camp lean into it as well. It's, it's yeah, fantastic. I like, a bit jealous as well, by the way. Yeah. I would have loved to be there. I like talking to... Do they have a scrum to... coach? Um, <laughs> do we have a scrum coach? Self, self-taught. Yeah, they got pervy. Yeah, sort of... <laughs> <laughs> Love you, if the, Well, look, if the Maoris ever assemble in Wally, I'm getting you guys in. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you ever have a campaign in Wally, that's the job. Yeah. Mate, I'll hand out the nuts. I'll, I'll be happy to do that. I'll get on nuts. <laughs> um, 
yeah, we always love uh, listening to his stories and um, his experiences. I always like talking to people that um, that uh, working in jobs they love, like truly love, because not many people get to do it, you know. That's cool, yeah. Do the job you love, guys. Just by handing out nuts. <laughs> cool. Cheers, sir, Izzy. Um, moving on to some other weekend results. Uh, so the last game in the rugby championship, Australia 16, Argentina 16. That's Aussie's third draw in six games. Um, what? Who? Yeah, Aussie. Three draws in six games. <laughs> And the wins, so obviously that oh, first one against yeah. ABs and the last two against um, the Argentinians. So, um, yeah, I watched the game to be 100% honest after watching the the Maori ABs in one Pacifica and then going to watch that. I was bored, absolutely bored. I thought it was a real, real bad game. Whether or not I was just pumped up from that game beforehand and then watching this was a bit of a come down, but yeah, I don't know what your guys' thoughts were, or even if did you even have a chance to watch it. Oh, I watched a bit of it. Yeah. Um, sorry, I meant a real little bit of it. Um, maybe the, the last kind of five-ish, ten, ten minutes. Um, they've played better than this. They both played pretty bad. Uh, and I reckon they're, they're better than what they put out there on, on the weekend. Um, but there's a tournament in itself. Add those two teams to this um, three-way that we got going on down here. Yeah. It'd be um, awesome. To be fair, Argentina played pretty well considering the circumstances that they've been in um, this tournament and especially a bit of controversy during the week as well, uh, which I'm sure was unsettling. But um, yeah, I mean, they got a draw, which is good on them. Um, highlights for me, and I know there's been a couple of different opinions and people like um, Anthony Mundine and Latrell Mitchell coming out, but the national anthem, oh. the Australian national anthem at the start, um, Sung and I can't pronounce the what what you do or something like that. Yeah, but in um, Aboriginal uh, language, um, which is getting a lot of praise, which I think's warranted, which is good. Um, but I know there's other different opinions around. You know, it's not the fact that it's not in the language; it's the fact of what the actual national anthem means and stuff like that, which you can again understand as well. But um, a tricky one. But I think at least they're sort of heading in the right direction. But Obviously, it's not going to please everyone as well. Yeah, like, I hear them, bro. No doubt I hear them. But it's, it's progress, man. Like, this, the reason why people are so surprised and so happy that it's happened is because no one expected it to happen off Australia. Mm. Um, with all the feedback that comes out of, out of their country. And I know they're good people. But there's some real bad stories that come out of there. So for this, um, for Australia Rugby or whoever organised this, um, to do it, I reckon it's pretty cool. And... It's over, overdue. Uh, real nice um, rendition as well. Um, Olivia Fox. Yeah, Olivia Fox uh, sang it. 17-year-old out of Newton High School. Uh, Performance uh, Academy or something like that. Uh, yeah, real good, man. She was good. And it was cool, the fact that the Australian team, the Wallabies, actually yeah, had yeah, it all as well. Like, yeah. I thought, I thought it, like, to be honest, I thought at start when she started singing, they just didn't realise and they were singing the English version. But when... I've sort of played it back and I've obviously seen that they'll actually sing, sing the words. I think that was awesome. And I reckon that's just, I reckon Dave Rennie would have had a massive um, part of that. Oh, sure. He's just all about that culture and bringing in the culture and stuff like that. So that's already sort of putting his footprint on that team as well straight away. Mm. So, yeah. And the feedback on it, like I, I jumped on um, the Instagram pages, Facebook pages, waiting for all these negative comments because there's always negative comments, bro. But they were all good. Every single one that I read was, was positive. 
which is a change. And I think that that one thing was the best thing uh, the Wallabies have done all year. <laughs> Great jersey, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I've seen the um, Aussie cricketers also had a, had a indigenous, yeah, indigenous jersey. Well, embrace it, eh? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's weird that they haven't till, till now. And like, if you think about us and all the murmurings around the, the, the Māori anthem when, when that first came out, like, it's just normal now. Mm. And I'll, like, the good majority of people know it off by heart. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, done. Cool. Um, moving on. So, what else was on? Red Bull Ignite 7. So, um, didn't watch a lot of it. I watched a bit on the Sunday when it was on TV. Um, but the Bolt uh, won both the women's and men's. A um, couple of Patoni connections in there. So, Sage Shaw Tate was playing for the power. Um, and also, see, Kiki Tahiri was also mm. part of one of the teams. Couldn't quite remember what team, though. See the orange team, ignite yeah. Uh, the inferno, yeah, orange team. Yeah, yeah. So um, watched watched a couple of Sages games. Um, unfortunately, they didn't have the best run. They they lost the I think majority of their games, but it's good to see him out there and running around. And he made a few good covering tackles and scored a good try. One of the uh, nice try that I've seen. Uh, what's what's the age ball. of these kids? School leavers, isn't it? Yeah. So the previously, um, I think this, I can't remember if it's the fourth or the fifth year of this tournament. It might be the fourth, but previously they've just had. Yeah, guys, basically guys and girls that are school levels, yeah, so last year of school, like basically the back end of the year 13s, or generally maybe they've already had a year out of school, um, and then, and then you know, you'll get some sort of random 22, 23-year-old, or even a late 20s from a from another sport, like a water polo, netball, um, hockey type thing. Um, the beauty of this year, um, which is awesome, uh, was that the contracted players were involved, so you had your, you know, Scott Curry's and your oh, Kurt Baker's so, yeah. and then obviously on the women's side of things, um, Therese Fitzpatrick doesn't play, but Sarah Goss, Stacey Flula, so Woodman? Michaela Blythe, Portia Woodman, yeah. yeah. So what they did was, um, so basically, I guess, uh, stripping it back to um, the draft, they had a draft uh, earlier in the week, so what they did was um, management came in um, on the Sunday, the players came in on the Monday, and then they had a draft. So what they did was they'd already assigned uh, two men and two women players to each of the seniors. Yeah. Yep. And then they basically, they, if they all went to a draft and the players were kind of broken into bands, so you had your strikers, your, um, you know, your, your, your props and, and then your playmakers. Uh, yeah, playmakers, wingers, you know, out, out, um, outsides and stuff like that. And so what they did was, um, yeah, across the, the four men, um, for that band, um, yeah, they basically um, the captains are, yeah would basically yeah they go into a draft and the you know whoever got first pick would pick your team. So they basically walked through and found out who which team they were in. Um, and so that draft took a couple of hours, so it was it was quite a sort of a long process. But you know by three o'clock, everyone knew what team they were in, and then um, they had a bit of a meeting with their teams, and, and then off they went to accommodation. And then on the Tuesday, they um, they all had to run a bronco. And then Wednesday, Thursday was training and played the tournament Saturday, mm. Sunday. So, but That's yeah, the, 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 I guess the, the, the really nice um, addition this year was the fact that these young kids could turn up and have a look to their right and think, "Shall yeah. I'm going to be running along a, alongside a Tony Nashu cool. and a Joe Webber type thing?" That was really cool because the contracted players aren't normally involved, and, and so from this tournament where they have hundred odd players, you know, they're basically fighting for contracts. You know, sort of three, three, three spots with the back three and sevens, and 
through with the All Black service. So it is a New Zealand rugby program. Yep. Cool. Yep. And that, so that's the back end result is uh, three people of each. Yeah. Get I think there's four. Con- I think there's four spots with the men, and I think three with the women. That all these young young players are. It's cool. Survive. Yeah, awesome. So a real pathway for sevens. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right, moving on now. We're going to um, yeah, do another quiz. Um, so we've just got Ezra versus Fridgey here. Um, it's only a very short quiz. Um, so there's five questions. But, but each, there's each 70 quiz- possible points. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, there are sort of multiple points per question. So we'll see how we go. Let's go. Ready. I'm not going to give you too much time to answer these questions because it's been podcasts. Silence isn't that good. So uh, here you go. So you guys ready? Question ready. Question one. So as I mentioned before, these are all related to Petonian sun, shape, or form. Um, so number one, two Petoni players scored tries in the 2000 Jubilee Cup. Can you name them? Oh, you're having a laugh, bro. <laughs> Here's a hint Holy for you. Hecker. Here's a hint for you. Both went on to be international players. Both went on to be international players. 2000 Jubilee Cup versus Pornike. Oh, wait. Which they won. <laughs> Two players. Both internationals. We get All it. All went on to play international. <laughs> cool. Going answers. All right. Question number two. In 1993... Tony won both the Jubilee and Hardham Cups. The Jubilee Cup that opposition that day was Maris St. Pat's. Who did Tony play in the Hardham Cup final? Um, so we've got the Jubilee Cup final opposition, who was the... 1993, yeah. Yeah, 93 when... So when you, last time, you played last your time, 50th? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that joke. <laughs> So, yeah, last time that uh, a club won both the Hardham and Jubilee Cup. Are we the last club to have done that? Pretty sure that was the last. <laughs> yep. I didn't verify that, but I'm pretty no sure it is. No one else Nah, never happened. Pretty awesome. Cool. Here's an easy one for you, or should be an easy one. When did Petoni last win the Swindale Shield? What year? Um, give me a clue. It was shared that year. No, I was gonna. I was gonna ask for the clue. I know I'm wrong. Um, done. Hmm. All right. Question number four. So these three former Petoni players now play for overseas clubs. I'll give you the names. You have to give me what club they currently play for. Couple of easy ones in there, one maybe tricky one. Brad Shields. Brad um H Shields. <laughs> Nick Grigg. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> what their club? Their club they play for now. Not country, club. And the last one, Hayden Cripps. Hayden Cripps. <laughs> Uh, Hayden F. Cripps. <laughs> Hang on, I've got a mind block. Can I just have some time here? 
I was going to throw in uh, avid listener Hawaii Tui as well, but uh, I don't think anyone would get his club. Yeah, I should have. Uh, I interviewed him, didn't I? Yeah, mm. he's changed clubs since then, though. Has he? Yeah. And Hawani's uh, one of our biggest critics as well. He talks about the volume of our podcast, so hopefully this is a bit better this time, Hawani, but I'm sure you'll let us know. You really appreciate you listening out there, Hawani. Uh, uh, is there still another question? There's Scott? one more question. So, again, could, should be an easy one. Um, so, this is the last one. So, players who have played Premier Rugby for Patoni, who were named in New Zealand Super Rugby teams last week. Players who have played Premier, played Premier rugby. rugby for Patoni. So, not Junior Rugby, but Premier Rugby, who, who have won the saddle. They were named in the one of the New Zealand Super Rugby squads last week. Have you got a count of how many? Yeah. Do you want a hint? No. All right. Yo, is the hint how many there are? <laughs> yeah. Three. It's pretty straightforward, I reckon. I, I would have thought. Oh, I think I might be good there. <laughs> All right. Five um, more seconds. Any any more? Do you want to ask any more questions? Or yeah. Sure about something? Just on number four. Yeah. Can we either come up with the first name or the... Yeah, just as long as you get a, either just the, the nickname or whatever. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, five more seconds. Four, three, two, one. Tank wow. Struggle. He doesn't look confident. For Struggle you. with that last one. Oh, yeah, could be good. You reckon? All right, you ready? Okay, question one. Two Patoni players scored tries in the 2000 Jubilee Cup final. Moala Salia. No. That was 2005. Uh, Tana and Mari. No. Hey! Wow. Flutes and floss. Hmm. Flutes and floss. Yeah. Two, 2000 Jubilee Cup final. Dun, dun. So zero points for you both. Oh, I thought you might, <coughs> might have got that one. All right. At 93, Patoni won both Jubilee and Hardham Cups. Jubilee Cup opposition was MSP, who was the Hardham Cup opposition. Stakes Vegas. Who'd you have? Did you, did you? And who'd you? Avalon. It was Stakes Valley. Frick. Shot is it? And there goes the quiz. <laughs> okay, question three. When did Patoni last win Swindale? What did I put? 06. Yeah. Is it 09? 09's no. correct. Shared with North. Yeah. There's no bonus point there, right? No. Oh what? <laughs> uh two nil. Yeah. In game. Um in game. And these former Patoni players who are the current clubs, Brad Shields. Was was um, Nick Grigg Glasgow Warriors Warriors Yep And Cripsy Clyde Sennox No Yeah well, I'm, so I have anything It's uh, Hino Red Dolphins Well that's what Wikipedia said If it's not correct Cripsy can you let us know Did I get a point back there? <laughs> what for? Yeah so one point each for If you got Whatever club it is um, And players who have played Premier Rugby for Tony who were named in New Zealand rugby? Big Black last Dog. Week. Black Dog, yep. James Blackwell. Assel. Vincent Assel. And Mark Tillier. Mark Tillier. Ooh. you got five. You got four. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Uh, nah, I got four. I'm sure. 
Well, we, we got three. So the first, first one was two points. First one, if you got it, but both of you got them wrong anyway. Yeah. Second one was one point. Third one, one point. Fourth one was three points. Yeah. It's fine. Five all. Oh, can you check yours? <laughs> so I've got one, two, three, three, four, five. Is that right? No, nah, you got Sam's five. Yeah, no, but got these two. No, nah, yours. What was? Oh, I got it was one. Was. Oh, so four. I got four. Oh, Bridgie win. Bridgie. Hey, I just want to shout out real quick to all <laughs> you followers that believed in me. Um, of course, I wouldn't win the win with his no treat. So, it'll be time cake. for some lemon cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have some lemon cakes. Nice. All right, good work. Did not did not see that result coming. No, well it's done. It's a little bit racist, but um, <laughs> I'm going to frame this one up. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Good work, guys. Um, a few talking points. Um, so with Christmas approaching, I just thought I'd put a bit of a Christmas theme to it all. So dig into Santa's sack and uh, put hey? a few, uh, few talking points. So um, the first one I asked the the team to come up with, with uh, and a few tips for you out there. Everyone loves a Christmas movie. Everyone, yeah. Um, yeah so I asked the lads to name the top five Christmas movies. Did you want to go first, Rich? No, no, I was just uh, working out for the cake. Oh, <laughs> what's the oh. oh, man down, man down, Fettus Village, all such. So, um, Fridgy, we will start with you. Name your uh, top five movies. Well, I got I got six. Uh, no, sorry, I got five, but I just mentioned the, the last one there. Which isn't a movie, it's just the genre, I guess. Um, Jingle All the Way. Is that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, it is, yeah, where he has to find the toy for Schwarzer. his son. Yeah. Sorry? What? Schwarzer what? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, yeah, where he has to find Turbo Man. Yeah. Great movie. Featuring I Sinbad. I that one, actually. Uh, Alf. Yeah. Classic. With um, Will Ferrell. Uh, yeah, William Ferrell. Yeah. Um, um, Rise of the Oh, sorry, The Grinch. Great movie, yeah. Yeah. Is that the Jim Carrey one or yep. just the old classic? Very much so. You watch him, bro. He is the Grinch. Oh, oh I've got it. Pretty sure that's titled How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, that one. Uh, Rise of the Guardians. Yep, good. That's all. That's probably all seasons though. Yeah, a bit of Easter definitely. Bunny and uh, I googled it. It was listed as a. That's one of the. That's a really underrated oh, great, great movie. So much so it's on my list to watch this weekend. Hmm. Uh, Love Actually. Yeah. Hmm. Good old rom com. Rom com. Great flick. And then just uh, the the religious movies that come on every Christmas. Love watching those. Eh? Um, is there one that they always play? Is it like it's not the no, not the Nativity story? Yeah, but he's always they always play those Jesus movies, the religious ones. <laughs> Someone want to help me out here? Or? I've got nothing. They always play them on TV. <laughs> yeah, I do, but I don't have a name for them. I enjoy watching those. Good list. It's me. Good list. Get out there. Is mm. self. All right. Oh, the preacher's wife. The preacher's wife <laughs> with uh, Whitney Houston, Denzel. Denzel. Hard to go past home alone. 
Yeah. Probably my favourite. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin or AKA yeah. Kevin McAllister. Love Actually, as Fridge uh, mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Kieran Knightley. Um, um, and then a couple of um, black Christian movies, actually. Uh, black Christmas movies. Uh, Almost Christmas. Um, which had uh, Danny Glover, Kerry Hilson, Gabriel Union, Omar Epps. Omar Epps, yeah. there he is. Really good movie because um, I think I'm pretty sure the mother from memory, the mother passed away. And it was quite a dysfunctional family and the dad got all his uh, kids and their, their partners to, to come home for Christmas. Um, it's yeah, definitely worth a watch. Great cast. And then uh, The Best Man Holiday, which mm. was um, the original The Best Man movie. Um, they decided to uh, put a sequel together called The Best Man Holiday. So um, mm. awesome to have um, watch, you know, the likes of Tay Diggs, Terence Howard, Morris Chestnut, and then some of my favourite female actresses, uh, Nia Long, Samar Lathan, Regina Hall. So those would be my movies. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Yep. Nice, nice. Yeah, I had some similar ones. So um, I love a good Christmas movie. Really gets me in the mood um, for, for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> in for Christmas. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just checking on some lemon cake. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Elf is one of my favourites. I mean, I've said on here before, I'm a, I'm a big Will Ferrell fan, so love a bit of Elf. <laughs> oh, for a um, Home Alone um, that's my favourite yeah. Christmas movie of all time I've watched that multiple times and I'm actually enjoying now showing Keone it so Keone loves it now as well and so and looking forward to sitting down with him again this Christmas to watch it so that'll be good um, Four Christmases so it's got a oh, what's his name it's got Reese Weatherspoon and the guy that's on like Wedding Crashes and He's on heaps of Will Ferrell movies as well. Um, Owen? Nah, the other one that he's on. Anyway, um, and it's about him and they they normally ditch their families for Christmas, but then they get busted going trying to travel away. So they have to try and spend it with all four different, all their their parents are divorced. And so they've got four families they have to try and visit and they've all got different scenarios, but so many funny scenes on that. What's it Uh, called? Four Seasons? Four four Christmases. Four Christmases. It's good. Good comedy. Um... Gremlins, threw that in there. Something a bit different. Oh yeah, it is based around different. Christmas. Um, it's probably in the same genre as like. So I know a lot of people talk about Die Hard as being the best Christmas movie, but I don't really class it as a Christmas movie. I know yeah. it's, it's a big debate that goes on whether or not it's a Christmas Christmas movie or not. Barack Obama was um, interviewed on Jimmy Fallon uh, last week, and they threw him questions like that: mm. Is Die Hard a, a Christmas movie? And he said no. Mm. I completely disagree. Yeah. yeah. I don't class it as a Christmas movie, but I'll throw Gremlins in there. I think that's more Christmassy than Die Hard. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I, we watched that last week. Good. Did kids, it get you in the mood? Kids up there. Got me in the mood. Yeah. Mm. For Christmas. Um, and then my last one is The Holiday. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. It's a bit of a rom-com. Um, called Come. Uh, come. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> Yes. Holy Moses. Coming yeah, that, kind of, that kind of mood. Yeah. Mate, you've just flicked over the premium. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, um, just a quick reminder any complaints to 
<laughs> so they settled shit at gmail.com. Yeah, but what's the holiday? It's a feel, really real feel good. No one's going to uh, watch that anymore. <laughs> Rom-com. Uh, that's good. That's good. Cool. We'll move on. John, condom. Yeah. Um, just ignore all those recommendations from Cameron huge, Dears. huge. Cameron Dears. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, Got Jack Black on it as well. In one um, of his more se- serious uh, acting roles. Good. All right. Um, next one. Name your top five. I, I sort of threw it out there as the top five Christmas carols, but then I thought open it up a bit of a late changer to Christmas songs because, you know, you can have your traditional carols or you can have your sort of new age sort of Christmas songs. So, yeah, for it and late. So, either or, lads. Uh, is jump to you first. Um, I've got a couple of traditional ones, um, which is hard to go past. So, um, Oh Holy Night mm. is definitely uh, mm. definitely um, one of my favourites. And the other one um, is Do You See What I See? Mm. Yeah, love that one. That's a, that's a nice, uh, just sung traditionally, you know, choral arrangement. Happy with that. Um, you guys used to do that. You were saying before, you used yep. to guys go around yep. and do those carols. Whitney Houston does a good version, a uh, great version yeah, of it. Was yep. that, that on were those two on your song list? Uh, not with the choir on the bus, but um, we did have a, a younger youth choir that used to go and sing at my old job at the Intercontinental. It was cool on a Tuesday and Thursday evening. It was really cool to go in and, and sing some, um, do some caroling in the foyer there, which was awesome. Um, so those are traditional ones that I enjoy, but um, some from some well-known artists, um, their versions or their renditions of um, Chris Brown, um, his rendition of This Christmas, always a favourite. Quick um, facts, I did not know that was a remake. What do you mean? I thought that was the original. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. there's there's an older guy, yeah. name escapes me, that sings that. Mm. Real nice. Um... Let It Snow, Boys to Men, an absolute classic. And uh, a group named Take Six who do a version of Winter Wonderland. Mm. So those will be uh, my top five. And then just, a, I guess, a, um, another one that I enjoy is uh, Do They Know It's Christmas. Yeah, it's always nice to hear over the airwaves. It's is good. the Band-Aid? Yeah. 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 Uh, take Six, uh, Baby Faces. Is it? Uh, take six is uh, one of the brothers of uh, Brian McKnight, Claude McKnight. Ah, oh, yes, yes. In that group, yeah. Um, a group that, um, obviously a Christian group, and they sort of came on at the same time as um, On Vogue, back in the mid-90s. Oh, yeah. But because they were obviously a, a, a Christian group, that obviously they didn't really get into that secular music. So, um, yeah, they, they didn't really kind of, I guess, go as far afield as um, some of their contemporaries did. But um, yeah, if, if you get a chance to, you know, want to listen to, it, it's sort of the, I guess, Pentatonix is probably the modern day yeah. Take Six. The Take Six just mm. did a coup, like they just it was just acapella, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pentatonix, their harmonies are just so smooth. Um, yeah, my, my list uh, pretty similar to to Ed's. Boys to Men, Let It Snow. They've just dropped a new version of that as well. <coughs> Um, with Brian McKnight um, <clears throat> Shout out to their uh, Their version of Silent Night as well OG Since the 90s I think um, Anyone's version of uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas Always gets me in the mood um, For Christmas And then um, Most versions of Baby It's Cold Outside mm-hmm. That's a real cool song 
Yep. Boobs. That one, uh, like the original. The what? <laughs> the boobs. Use <laughs> you unbelievable yeah, tomorrow. Right. Um, John Legend brought out a, a version. Was it Ariana Grande or someone else that people didn't like? He changed the lyrics to it, uh, just to make it seem a little. We've really done one with um, Ariana Grande as well. Oh, true. Mm. Maybe it was someone else. Yeah, Chris Brown's uh, This Christmas. And uh, Tori Kelly, she's just dropped a new Christmas album. Uh, her, she does a, a mix of Joy to the World and Joyful Joyful, which is a, a really good track. Uh, and then shout out to Jojo, who's just dropped a Christmas album as well. Get out there, check it out. Real good tunes. Huge fan of, I, I consider them all carols, Christmas carols. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, good. Yeah, I've got a couple of tracks for one. So, uh, Come All You Faithful. Um, yeah, classic. Up there. Little Drummer Boy. Yep. Um, that's good. Uh, some older ones like Snoopy's Christmas is just a classic and yeah. you just get used to listening to. Um, Mariah Carey and All I Want for Christmas. Yeah, uh, I'll always enjoy that one. Yeah. I don't care how often um, it's played. The Pogues, Fairy Tale of New York. No. You don't know the Pogues Christmas song? Nope. I'm not going to sing it. Do you know what it is? No? Okay. We'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. Good. Um, I had Band-Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Um, and the Jackson 5 version of uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Yeah, it's up there. So, oh, yeah. Again, like movies, I love good Christmas. Christmas song. And, yeah, definitely does put me in the mood for Christmas as a good carol. Um, Buble. We had a bit of Buble on. Uh, lately, uh, last Christmas for just as Christmas soundtrack, yeah. just easy go to. So it's good playlist on Spotify. It's a good thing about Spotify; you can just search any word and usually comes up. Uh, shout out to Mariah Carey's "Hark the Herald Angel." Uh, it's a great track. Her Christmas album's good as well as, well as Whitney's. Uh, yeah, "Little Drummer Boy," a very underrated uh, track as well. Uh, a group called Lincoln Bridge do a real nice uh, a cappella version of that. They were on uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah. Nice. nice. Found, found a, a new fact yesterday. Sister's been watching that Selena series on uh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. And Wycliffe used to uh, do backup vocals for Selena. Oh. Yeah. Good fact. Yep. Cool. All right. Um, and I just sort of asked as well, any Christmas traditions that you guys sort of had when you, since your kids and you've sort of decided to carry on? Like I know there's things like certain dates that people put up trees or take them down or things you do Christmas Day that you sort of try to keep as much going as possible. Um, anything like that that sort of springs to mind? Nah, not, not, any, not anymore. No. <laughs> Just drink. Yeah. Um, used to love the Christmas Eve. I know it's not really a good tradition. The drinking? On Christmas Eve, yeah. Mm. Some of the boys I wanted to spark that up this year, but I fudge I got to cook the next morning. But yeah, nothing too traditional. Um, when I was a kid, we used to go to church mm. on the night before. Midnight Mass. Yeah. Mm. Um, Patani AOG. Um yeah. Nice. I can't think of anything else. 
Yes. Yeah, no, midnight we, mass. Yeah, 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 we, yeah, we have a Christmas Eve mass. Back in the back in the day, we used to ca- go caroling on a bus around the hut, Wainui, upper hut, into town as well. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, but obviously we'd kick off at about five, five thirty. Um, by eight thirty, uh, you're battling, thinking she's just about three hours of this. Um, so yes, yeah, so it was a it was a fair old toil, but we got there. But um, yeah, and then yeah, and then we'd we just go to our Christmas uh, Eve uh, service, and then um, yeah, we'd we'd sort of be home by sort of one o'clock in the morning on Christmas morning, and we'd actually open our gifts in then and there. Mm. Um, so we'd we'd always done that as a family, so we wouldn't have um, Secret Santa where we'd pick out who we'd buy for. We'd just buy for. I mean, there's only five of us, so mm. we'd just buy for the other four. Um, and wouldn't normally sort of yeah hit the sack till sort of four four thirty, and then yeah a couple of hours later we'd be up again to start making our Christmas lunch. So. Yeah, those are the sort of traditions we sort of go by every mm. every year. Pretty mm. low key. Yeah. Mm. Anything traditional you do? Nah, we're we're sort of same. So we were um, <clears throat> Christmas tree. Like we never put the Christmas tree up before December. Um, yeah. But that's changed now. Stace, if she had her way, she'd put it up start in November, sort of thing. But I don't know. I like to sort of wait until then. But. We had we had a happy meeting. We done one week before December this year. So yeah, I don't get it. Eh? Yeah. It's got to be December. Yeah, like because like I was saying earlier, that's when you you flick over to being your December self. Yeah, if someone's putting that earlier up earlier, then it's, yeah. it's just putting you. I think, you in so, I think the rule of thumb is actually twelve days. Yeah, before Christmas. Mm. So I think generally December twelve, December yeah. thirteen. Um, but yeah, but like you say, I guess each their own. If yeah, each their own. If it's ready to go up in the middle of rugby season. Yeah. Then, Fill your boots and see when we were, we were, when we were kids as well. Like we used to have no presents underneath the tree before Christmas Day, which mm. is probably because Mum and Dad would just leave it till Christmas Eve to actually buy them. But but no, I think they used to hide them away because as the whole Santa comes and drops off the gifts, so why would the gifts be under the tree, sort of thing? So we used to actually wait till Christmas Day, which I quite like because you actually got up and you when your kids you got excited and you see the presents underneath the tree, so you got pretty pumped for that. But Nowadays, like our our trees already got presents underneath because Stace just loves shopping. But um, yeah, apart from that, not much else really. Um, we used to be the same, like especially when I got older and everyone sort of left school and left Wanganui and stuff. But Christmas Eve, when Mum and Dad were still living up there, we used to that used to be our reunion was Christmas Eve, and we'll go to someone's house or there'd be the one pub in Wanganui that used to host it, Red Line. For those out there that sort of listening, H will know about it. Um, everyone Sounds like a dodgy of, bar there. Yeah, everyone used to congregate there, and um, obviously at midnight it shut down, so everyone would go home after that. But that was normally good catch up. Everyone sort of coming home for for Christmas, so you got to catch up with people you hadn't seen for for the year. So it was good, but that hasn't changed much. Um, and then we always used to come down here to go to the cousin's place in uh, in Wainui. We used to hang over there quite a bit. So yeah, apart from that, not much really. Good. Yeah, I feel like we, we spoke about all of this in the last part, eh? Did we? Yeah. Mm. Okay, just a sort of love talking about it. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, I remember used to, I like being excited, like I have memories of being excited for presents, like seeing them under the tree. And I think if we were like, allowed to open one that night, then you'd have to go to sleep and wake up and open them. Um, yeah. Nice, nice. Cool. All right. That's all the discussion points. Unless 22 days. Is it? Is it? No, sorry, that's no, wrong. That's way wrong. Doing the math. 15? 
Yeah. Yeah. Quick maths. Quick maths. Cool. Um, coming to a close. Um, <coughs> what's coming up? So <coughs> I believe there's Condor Sevens on this weekend. Um, where's that being held? Is that in the mount or no? In Auckland. Auckland. And um, I'm just trying to remember whether it was Hakodanga Rugby Club or one of the schools. It might be one of the schools up there that's hosting it. Oh, yeah. I think Hakodanga hosting the World Schools Sevens next week. Oh yeah. Yeah, so a couple of local schools. So we got um, Sacred Heart from Lower Hutt there. They're in it in the, in the girls' comp, um, along with St. Mary's and from Wellington. Um, St. Pat's Stream. So there'll be a few of uh, future villages um, in that St. Pat's Stream team. So have a watch of that. Um, St. Pat's Town and Scots College also in there as well. So a bit of Wellington representation. Um, so good luck to all those involved. Um, I've seen on the club rugby website that there was potentially Village Kings this mm-hmm. weekend, but well, now that's going going on. Haven't heard anything else. So. Don't know. Um, King Grey Academy trainings. Bridgie, I think they're carrying on for another week. I think it is. Yep. Wrap up next Tuesday. Wrap up next Tuesday. So if you haven't been yet, get along. Um, get a couple of sessions in before your Christmas break so you can hit the ground running, lean into pre-season, which, Fridge, you've got a date for pre-season or a rough date? Uh, we'll have a definite date for you probably next week, but uh, they're looking at being um, kind of two weeks into January. Mm. All those comms will go up on the socials and stuff, so yeah. Nice. So get training over over Christmas, guys, so you can hit the ground running again. Um, and then the ponies training. So you had their first uh, pre-season training last night. Um, awesome turnout. I think uh, last year they had about 12 girls there, so, which is fantastic and good start, but obviously they need more, but um, get along, friendly environment, even if you're not sure. Um, maybe you just want to check it out and go have a run around and see what it is and then just turn up, um, have a go. The next one is, is it Tuesday or mo- is it just Monday? Mondays? Yeah, yeah, Mondays. Every Mondays. Move forward. Yeah. Cool. Uh, quick quick shout out to Logan's missus. Yes. Yeah. Um, fell off a horse. Pretty bad. Mm. Uh, fractured femur. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, recover, recover, and heal up well. Yeah, nice, cool. Um, what else coming out? Um, bit of news that will come out maybe later in later on in the week, but the and, and maybe when this is actually put up on Spotify. But um, the draws for the club draws have been confirmed for next year for the Premier grades, and I think Premier Reserve. Um, so what they're looking at doing is similar to this year, where they'll have a full. Um, round robin Swindale Shield so everyone will play everyone so 13 round Swindale Shield um, and then from that it'll go into a top 8 bottom 6 um, and then from there is when they break into a sort of an NRL style format where there'll be uh, sort of quarter finals semis and finals but then there's room for move and stuff like that but I'm not going to explain it now because it's just going to take too long to explain so <laughs> that information will come out later on in the week but um, it looks like that's been confirmed um, Dates unsure yet, but I think from the original proposal, they're looking at an April start um, post Easter, um, getting into it, and then it'll wrap up sort of around end of July um, that they're looking at there. So um, that was something that the clubs voted on, and um, that was the option that majority of the clubs went for. So um, keep posted. There'll be stuff posted up on websites, no doubt, later on in the week. Um, have a read of it there, and um, yeah, get excited for next season. That's not actually too far away. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up. Anything else from uh, you guys in closing, Fridgey? No, enjoy the rest of your Christmas month. 
Uh, don't get too stressed. Be kind out there when you're shopping. Don't be a dick. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's coming into that uh, awesome time of the, the year. So make sure you get there. Love you. Nice. Yes. Yeah, no, not, not much uh, not much else for me. Another great uh, uh, week tonight with the boys. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Looking forward to this going up in the next so the 24, 48 hours, so if you guys have a bit of a listen in. Um, yeah, anyone, anyone keen to get involved, as you were just talking about, about the ponies, um, yeah, get, get, in, get in behind it. Click us an email, we'll put you on yeah. to Emily, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, great to see the girls getting uh, into training in nice and early. Um, hopefully the boys will be doing likewise. Um, do what you can before Christmas, and then no doubt Christmas will um, probably take over a few of us, um, but hopefully not, not too bad, and we'll, mm. we'll get into pre-season training. Mid-Jan, which is 25 weeks away. Mm. Crazy. Hey. Yeah. Oh, that's a little bit depressing. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> excited. Gosh, you're telling you when you get excited. <laughs> that's going to make me enjoy this, five weeks. this time. Even five more. weeks away, we're back on the horse. Five uh, weeks. Yeah. Let's go, yeah, energy. for it soon, Bridget. Yeah. yeah um, what is next week our last pod? Don't know. Or the week after? Don't know. Don't know. We'll See make a call. Out. See how it goes. But um, thank you to all our listeners out there. That was um, our Saddle Chat off-season pod number eight. Um, Over and out. Later.